Next on BYU Sports Nation, winning since 1972. BYU Hoops put a lengthy win streak on the line tonight in Santa Clara, but they'll do so with a key player in the lineup. President Coach Steve Cleveland has the latest on Nicholas Emery live from Santa Clara and are going for two picks. Plus BYU's Aquaman in studio and the forever championship for BYU football. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, January 26th, game day. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Studio B fashion faux pas expert, Jerem Jordan. Now, you're wearing a tie. This is a tie We only have wins and losses. Like, this isn't soccer. There's a very specific reason why I have a tie on. Okay, and you wouldn't tell me before the show. No, so you, tr- you, you, tried, you tried to get me like, to tell you. What? Just tell me. Here's the thing. You're a top button guy, right? Clearly. Jaron rocking the top button again. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't have my tie on, my top button has to come undone. This shirt looks terrible when the top button is not done up. I found that out. But you're breaking on the way. And you don't need this tie on. So for the sake nine hours. For the sake of not having to give in to your top button culture, I put the tie on. Because it's nine hours. You could wear a different shirt. I, it's no, nine hours. No, no, I thought long and hard about this. I'm like, no, this is gonna be a thing on the show today. You could think long and hard for nine hours when you can change. I don't want to have my top button done up like you with no tie. I'm saying you could have a different shirt on and then switch no. shirts for later. No. Oh, this is no, no, it wouldn't be fun. It would, we wouldn't be discussing this, right? Oh, we wouldn't be discussing it. We'd be talking about something that matters. <laughs> oh, you don't think this matters, the top button? You don't think it's a thing on this show that it has zero relevance? It <sighs> defines you. Listen, you, you can't ignore. This is a place where broken rules matter, right? Where the rules matter. And you are breaking a show rule. All for the no cause of saying eyes. no to the top button nation. It's uh, you listen. Can ignore the rule we have all to you take want. a stand sometimes. I didn't right? know you were a rule breaker. I thought you were better. We than have that. to take a stand sometimes. Yeah. And you, on this one, you're building a wall here. I am building, a and wall. I'm on the Mexican side of the fence, <laughs> given my heritage. Wow, wow is right. I'm not paying for this. Hey, by the way, today is also the six year anniversary. Of the greatest game that Jerem Jordan has ever attended at BYU. No, period. Jimmer versus San Diego State. So fun. So fun. Six years to the day. 43 from Jimmer. I shot it on the baseline uh, for BYU TV. This game was on CBS Sport or College Sports, it was called at the time. Kawhi Leonard had a quiet 25-15. and 15. Uh, BYU won the game. Okay, San Diego State, by the way, in that game, ranked fourth, 20-0. and 0. Does that sound familiar? Gonzaga is currently ranked fourth. And 20 and 0 as we speak. So that's kind of fun. That game was electric. Like, that was the basketball version of Miami 1990. That transcended everything all the way to specifically Palm Springs, California for me. I watched that game with my buddy Jason Sloss, who is now an anchor in San Diego. And after the game game got over, we both just sat in my living room and smiled for like 15 minutes and didn't say a word. The height we just of, watched the celebration. 
The height of Jimmer Mania was that game. You better believe I ran highlights of that game on my sportscast that night. And oh, our, top 10 matchup. our meteorologist is a San Diego State graduate at the time. Okay, So she's like, hey, Spencer, you're a little too peppy about these highlights. I was like, well, Jimmer Fredette just scored 43 yeah. points. That was a fun night, And man. BYU handed a previously undefeated team a loss. Yeah, if, if BYU wins Thursday, we could have a similar experience. But Jimmer ain't walking through that door. BYU's going to have to figure some other things out between now and That's the season. difference. The yeah. Lone Peak 3 are walking through that door. And likely Lone against... Peak 4. Why does everyone forget about Zach? Yeah, sorry, Zach. Lone <laughs> Peak 4. Number one ranked Gonzaga likely coming to Provo let's, next Thursday. Let's say blow it this week. But first... Like BYU did in 87. But first, yeah. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball playing at Santa Clara tonight. Late tip-off. 11 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Nick Emery, probable to play. BYU has won 17 in a row against the Broncos. The last loss came in 1972. That's the first year Lavelle Edwards coached BYU. So, yeah, it's been a long time. Women's Hoops plays Santa Clara tonight as well. They look to avenge one of their two conference losses. They lost by one at Santa Clara. Uh, the Cougars in a tie for first place in conference. They've won 6 of 7. You can watch it or listen to it. Tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. And it's a part of a BYU Radio doubleheader. The San Diego Bowl Game Association announced the 2016 Poinsettia Bowl was the final Poinsettia Bowl. This leaves BYU without a 2018 bowl game tie-in now. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo released the following statement, quote, BYU has enjoyed a great relationship with the San Diego Bowl Game Association and appreciate the wonderful hospitality they've shown us for many years. Although we were sorry to learn the Poinsettia Bowl will no longer be played, we understand the decision and wish Mark Neville, Ted Tolner, and their bowl committee the very best. We are working with ESPN to secure bowl arrangements for 2017 and 2018 and have an agreement in place with the Hawaii Bowl for 2019. End quote. Okay, so what does this mean now for BYU football and the bowl game tie-in, specifically in 2018? BYU has a connection, a contract with ESPN, and we thought it was just about home games, right? No, no, no. It has a bowl tie-in. ESPN owns a bunch of these bowls. They'll hook BYU up with a bowl game. So it's a bummer because we just experienced San Diego. I thought that was a great experience, minus the rain. Everything around that was awesome. We were really looking forward to going back there. So that's a bummer from that standpoint, but there are lots of similar to good bowl games that BYU can get into later. ESPN... Is a powerful player, obviously, in the sport, in broadcasting. They'll hook BYU up. Tom Holmo reiterated that to us in San Diego this year, that ESPN will put BYU in a bowl game if and when the Cougars become bowl eligible in a given season. So they have no tie for this next season, 2017 and 18. And as mentioned, 19 is Hawaii. Goodbye, Poinsettia Bowl. But the great news is this. BYU is now the reigning Poinsettia Bowl champion. Forever. 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 Yes. I never thought we'd see Ben Bagley's face that close up. Sandlot. <laughs> ben Bagley's lips, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. BYU. What, what a great movie. Small Williams is the reigning offensive uh, player of the game forever. Yes. That's good news. Speaking of Jay Swag Daddy. Hey, he's making news at the Senior Bowl still. Uh, at least two teams are showing interest in the BYU running back. There's a, there's a lot. This is, this is just what we know. Uh, the Falcons and the Chicago Bears, Stub Bears. You can watch the Senior Bowl Saturday 
at 2.30 Eastern on the NFL Network. Harvey Longy and Jamal Williams met in practice. Harvey blitzed, and Jamal picked him up. So someone said, hey, that's BYU on BYU crime. <laughs> Jamal's a big physical dude. And Jamal. Harvey Longy knows a Jamal. Oh, yes. Thank you, Ty. Looking at the Chicago Bears, wouldn't that be fun to see Jamal Williams running behind the block of Paul Lasique? That would be fun, but that O-line stinks, so I don't want that, no. <laughs> Go somewhere where he can run behind a good offensive yeah, line. Yes. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Winning since 1972, BYU has won all 13 games against Santa Clara in West Coast Conference play, 17 straight overall, and beat the Broncos by 30 earlier this year. And that's not an outlier. But this game feels different, right? We'll get into the specifics of why in just a second, but not before today's Twitter question. Which non-Eric Mika player will have the biggest impact tonight for BYU basketball? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BruteDR is back, Nick Emery. Whether he's healthy enough to play or not will make a difference in how tonight goes. Boom, first. He wasn't first yesterday. Now he's back. All right, Jerem, who's your guy tonight, other than Eric Mika? My, my quick answer, uh, I want it to be Elijah Bryant, just because if Nick's kind of heard and can't exactly go, and we'll find out a little bit more from President Coach Steve Cleveland, who was at practice last night, coming up. But I think it's TJ Haas. I, Nick, the last three games, said 10 or fewer points in the last three. So I think TJ Haas, who is stepping it up offensively, can be an influencer in this game on the offensive end. You miss Nick Emery's production more on the defensive end because in the first matchup with Santa Clara, he was fantastic against Jared Brownridge. But I think that TJ Haas can help the cause offensively and take a little bit of pressure off the defense for BYU. Against San Diego, against Pacific, offensively, it was a struggle a little bit. And TJ uh, had some good games in those moments. I like that pick because... You know very well that I feel strongly about when T.J. Haas plays well, he being the X factor or Y factor, uh, for BYU basketball. So when, when he plays well, BYU wins. That said, I still think Nick Emery is the guy that will have the greatest impact on the game tonight, not from an offensive standpoint, but what can he do against Jared Brownridge? He held one of the West Coast Conference's top scorers to eight points in the first game this year. He was all over him. He's banged up now. Are they going to put him on Brownridge if he's banged up? I think you have to. I think you have to just because he's in his head, right? I'm in your head, Werder. Well, he's in it. He would be in his quad, like <laughs> it, like he's injured. I, I didn't say he wasn't injured. Yeah, it, but it, it, how you injured think, is he? You, yeah, yeah, you don't think Brownridge knows? Like, oh man, Nick Emery shut me down last game. There's a factor in that. There is, there is I'm mental just power of, in that. I'm afraid of the Riley Nelson effect, which was he was too injured, should not have played, and it hurt the team. That was even, a broken back. Even though Riley was doing his best, right? Like, I'm going to be a gamer. I'm going to go in there. But there's a, there's a point where you need to sit out. I agree. I don't know how. So if This Nick is ever, not it, though. If, well, how do we know? We don't know, know how injured Nick is. If Nick's really hurt and he's not the same and Brownridge is going off, you have then hurt the team. So there's a line there. I, I want to know how injured, like, how does he feel? How does he look? Um, it sounds like he's going to play. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to hurt the team because you're too injured, guard somebody else. Guard K.J. Fagan. Guard somebody else. That's okay. BYU can bring in Elijah Bryant uh, and put him on put him on Jared Brenders. They could put TJ on. I, I don't know. I think regardless, what it takes Nick to win. Is- throw ego out. Throw, hey, I'm going to help my Throw ego out. Do what it takes to win the game. 
And I think Nick Emery playing is what it takes to win the game tonight, which is why I think he'll be, have the biggest impact in the game somehow. BYU should win other if than Nick Eric Emery Mika. doesn't play. Now, BYU is beating Santa Clara, as I mentioned, handily and consistently. But, I mean, you look at the statistics, it is dominating. It's strange, really, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In WCC play at Santa Clara... BYU wins by an average of 22.4 points. What? What? 22.4? Overall, by the way, it's 20. BYU is even better at Santa Clara than they are in Provo. So now you go into this game and BYU won by 30. And this game feels like it's going to be closer to some people. I don't see why people don't think this is going to be another blot. I understand that BYU has played poorly on the road. And Pacific was one game, so I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? <laughs> BYU won by 30, and now we're like, ah! BYU has not what? been good on the road, and they're playing against a team that has got some confidence right now, that, right? Now, now, that's maybe the difference. Santa Clara's won like 5 of 7 or something. Yeah. They're playing better. But I listen, I, I know that BYU Radio had a promo for this game. They've been playing it. I rewrote it. Here's Uh-oh. what it sounds oh, like. Oh, no. Tonight, it's a battle for third place in the West Coast Conference, but Santa Clara isn't even going to finish in third place, even if they win tonight. BYU hasn't lost to the Broncos in 45 years! Will Nick Emery play? Does it even matter? The Cougars beat Santa Clara by 30 at home, but we're acting like this will be a close game. Wait, Vegas has BYU as a four-point fave? What? Maybe it will be! It's BYU and Santa Clara tonight, after primetime on the East Coast at 11 Eastern, on ESPNU and BYU Radio. The point is to get people excited about yeah. this, Jerem. Oh, it is? <laughs> I, I thought BYU was a place of truth. <laughs> I thought we discussed truth on this campus. And the truth That's is... That's a complete miscalculation of what What, happened. Bob? You laughed! Will Nick Emery play? Does it even matter? <laughs> yes, it matters. BYU won by 30, and we're like... Oh, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Vegas has BYU as a four-point fave. What? I'm Four. not. I'm not shocked though. Four. I'm not shocked. It was twelve and a half at home. I'm not shocked because BYU's, BYU hasn't been good on the road this here's year. Here's the right? shocking thing: that BYU has stunk on the road, but at Pacific, BYU played a good game. Pacific ain't no Santa Clara. There, there's Gonzaga in their own league, St. Mary's in their own spot, BYU in its own spot, and then the rest of them. But Santa Clara is the best of the rest. In the league, the best of yeah, the next Santa seven. Clara and San Francisco are kind of they're they're those teams that hover around the middle that you kind of worry about, right? I don't worry about Santa Clara because BYU's never lost to them. I do worry about everybody not named Pacific. This Two. game just feels different. San Diego, I always worry about that game on the road. Conversation <laughs> happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join us. Coming up, Jerem's going for two picks, and then the picks that will actually be right tonight. Brought to you by yours truly. But first, President Coach Steve Cleveland joins us. Is he worried about Santa Clara? Is he wearing a tie? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN and answer the following question. Which non-Eric Mika player will have the biggest impact tonight for BYU basketball? Yeah, you can watch the game tonight. Men's Hoops against Santa Clara, 11 Eastern time on BYU Radio and ESPNU. We have a Twitter poll out. 
on whether or not I should get should rid of Spencer my tie. Lincoln get rid of his tie by the end of the show. Hashtag petition for no tie. Uh, we need your help. 59% keep the tie. Yes, because it's about the top button, right? Well, here's the thing. You don't want me to succumb to the top button pressure of Jerem Jordan. If I take the tie off, then it's just t- t- two top button guys in Studio B. That's too, too many. Here's what it comes down to. Do you govern your life by the rule of law or not? We have a rule that there are no ties. You have chosen to broke this rule and not prepare yourself with another shirt. Yes, there have been lots of rules implemented in our lives and throughout history that have been broken for the the greater good. You're on BYU's campus. (laughs) This is anarchy. (laughs) Chaos. This is hilarious. This I'm, is I'm calling the honor code off and being like, this dude knows a rule. He's wearing and he a tie. And he needs to take He's it wearing off. a tie. We have rules in here. There should be a rule that there shouldn't be no top button without a tie. Man. What if there was no speed limit or lanes, Spencer? Are we going to have to show that? What? How was morning seminary this morning? It was, was fantastic. It, it was fantastic. And on that note, we join President Coach Steve Cleveland, a man who He's rocks a tie that. like no other. Coach, welcome back to the show. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. How are you this morning? Doing great. I'm, uh, it's about 35 degrees warmer here in uh, Santa Clara, so that's a good thing. And I'm enjoying blue skies. Follow him at Coach Cleve 22 on the Twitter machine. He is there to watch BYU in Santa Clara. Why do you feel like the Cougars should be anxious about tonight's game against a team they have enjoyed so much success against? Well, yeah, I guess you could say it would be easy to be a little bit overconfident when you start looking at uh, what's happened the last 10 or 11 games. But uh, I can think of a few things. Number one, when they played on December 29th, uh, which seems like a long time ago, Santa Clara was beat by 30. And since that time, they're 5-2. and two. They're actually in fourth place, a game behind BYU. They've had two wins on the road at San Diego and Pepperdine, and they've had three wins at home against USF, Portland, and LMU. So there's going to be increased confidence there by the team. And then just the normal film and practice and preparation and having an opportunity to dissect that game film will they'll put a plan together and they're you know they're going to be more obviously more much more confident shooting the ball at Santa Clara than they were at BYU where they shot 30% and 22% from the three so and i think the other thing is that usually under new coaches teams get better as the year goes on they execute better they're adjusting to a new program new system and so confidence is up and then the ability for Jared Brownridge to go off in a big game and he's not done that. He's played well in the tournament against BYU. But they do have four or five guys that can score 10 to 12 points. So if they hit their averages, this will be a really, really competitive game. And I, I think it will be competitive. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that BYU does have the upper hand. Uh, they're healthy. And uh, I, I just they were a pretty confident group last night in terms of what I saw in their practice. So, but those are those are things that are making I can tell you not maybe not so much the players anxious, but definitely the coaching staff. Let's talk about Nick Emery. Uh, BYU practice shot around on the court last night. What did you see from him? And what it, does he look like? He's going to play tonight. He's he's going to play. I talked to him and kind of went through it, and I I had listened to that game. I did not see the UOP game on TV until after the fact, and uh, you know he had a really really bad contusion in in his quad and in his knee area, 
And, you know, everybody was kind of uh, just holding their breath. And then Monday when he got the MRI, there was no serious damage. And so it's, you know, what it's just played to the level of pain you can deal with. And he did practice and uh, yesterday, and it was a little bit sore last night in the gym. But uh, they're going to have a hard time keeping him off the floor. And, you know, sometimes you just have to see. But in, in my conversation with him, um, he was very positive and felt like he was ready, and he, he'd just deal with it. Coach, would you put him on Jared Brownridge tonight? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't. But uh, that may be something that the coaches say, hey, we want you, and he'll, he'll go, no, I'm, I've got him. Uh, I'll be surprised if he's not guarding him. If he isn't, it'll be because he, he feels like he's a little bit limited. I think they have some other options, obviously. Um, you, you know, Elijah Bryant can guard him. He's got good size. Davin Gwynn has shown that for periods of time he can come in and guard everybody. He's kind of like glue. He just kind of never leaves him. He's really uh, kind of focuses in on that. He's been good. So I think both of those players could could guard Brownridge. Uh, but knowing Nick, he'll want to guard him. And, and maybe that's what will get him quickly loose and comfortable and, and moving. You know, the thing that sometimes happens is when you stop and it gets a little bit cold, it can be, you know, as long as he's going, uh, he did a great job on him at uh, at BYU, but uh, he, he'll, whoever guards him will have their hands full here. It, it'll be a different situation. Everybody shoots better at home. Steve Cleveland, the president coach with us on BYU Sports Nation, joining us from Santa Clara where it's 35 degrees warmer. Coach, uh, just got a tweet in from at R7Bear who says, tell the president, Coach Cleveland, to start tweeting again. They want you back on Twitter, man. How are you feeling about that? Uh, you know what? I, I think I am. I, 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 I kind of. I don't know what it was, but when I got off the mission, I thought, "Do I should I start doing that?" But I think I will. And uh, you let them know that uh, as soon as I get back to Provo, I'll get back into it and uh, share a few thoughts and ideas that I have, and everybody can share their thoughts and ideas with me. So I, I need a little kick in the butt to get that going. So I <laughs> help. Hey, we all do. I know what that's like <laughs> too many times. In fact. Hey, BYU played a really good defensive game at Pacific. 47 points allowed. Damon Stoudemire uh, wanted to squeeze the life out of each possession there. Uh, BYU played well. Do you see BYU having a similar defensive effort tonight against Santa Clara? You know what? I, I do. I, I think that what's happened to this league, this league is we're watching this league change in front of our eyes. I mean, 10, 10 years ago, this was an up-tempo, get-after-it, push-the-ball, lot of possessions. And for predominantly most of the teams, and now what's happened, and and maybe because we have new coaches and people are a little more conservative, St. Mary's is certainly possession by possession, uh, and so it really puts a lot of pressure on your ability to defend. And they, you're right, they did a great job at UOP, and uh, I I wouldn't think that Santa Clara is going to want to run up and down the floor with these guys, but uh, they will push it a little more than than normally would on the road, but. Uh, no, I, 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 my, my thinking is this, that if, if they can get that same effort that they got at UOP, and they had a great effort, everybody that I talked to, coaches and everybody, they were really, really pleased with how they competed. Uh, and then what happened in the second half, they, you know, they started flowing. Offensively in that UOP game, there was huge scoring droughts. And had they you know, not defended, they could have been down by 15, 18 points at half. So... I think they bought into it. They're confident. Just being around the coaches and the players last night, they felt like they understand that they have to guard and value the ball on the road. And it's not going to be any different at Santa Clara tonight. 
the previous dominance by BYU has no immediate impact on tonight's specific game. But the Cougars did beat Santa Clara by 30, or 30 as you mentioned earlier this season. But Las Vegas has BYU as just a four-point favorite on the road. How close do you expect this game to be tonight? Well, you know, there, there's, there, people might look at that and go, how could that be? You know, well, uh, you can't underestimate, number one, a team playing at home. And, and let's just take a look at what's happened in college basketball this past week where, you know, teams are getting beat. I think we've had four ranked teams beat uh, this week. And, uh, and when you go on the road, anything can happen. And players, I don't think the crowd will be a factor. In fact, I believe there that uh, – Sometimes they think, well, there's an advantage with the crowd. But I think there'll be more BYU fans at this game than probably Santa Clara fans. But the, the, the things we mentioned earlier, just the practice, the preparation, it's been a month or so since they played. Teams get better. They're at home. They're sleeping in their own bed. Uh, there's energy there. And, they're, you know, they've shot hundreds and hundreds of free throws and threes there. So that being said, there is a significant uh, uh, advantage to playing at home. And... Up until the UOP game, other than the UOP game, BYU has not demonstrated that they could go on the road and get stops and and take not just good shots, but take the best shot. So there's a history there, even in this league, in this short three or four weeks, that everybody has all the analytics. And they know that, as you both of you suggested, uh, I think a week or two ago, when BYU's been on the road, they're shooting about 10 and 12 percent less than they do at home, and uh, and they're giving up almost 50 percent field goal percentage. So if you just look at the numbers, it, it makes sense that it's going to be a tight game. However, uh, I think the experience at UOP has is, is kind of woke BYU up to the fact that, hey, we can play differently on the road and win on the road. We don't have to score 100 points if we guard and get good shots and pound it and rebound and get to the free throw line. Uh, we, that, that's the formula for winning on the road. And I think that, for, for me, I, I don't think it's going to be that, that close a game. I think it's going to be competitive, but I think if BYU does the things they did at UOP, they come away with a win here. Coach, great to talk to you as always. Uh, enjoy the warmer weather for all of us back here, freezing specifically in Provo, Utah, and Studio B. But uh, we appreciate the insight. Look forward to a great game tonight. Thanks. Look forward to it too as well. And you, you all have a, have a safe day. We'll Bye-bye. see. We'll see you on Twitter. Okay. Sounds good. I, 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 you know what? I'll, I'll get a little tweet or two out before I leave Santa Clara. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we like to hear. Thanks, Coach. See you. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Sorry we couldn't get to this question from uh, AS Rustin 59 What's the best way to break down a zone during BYU intramurals? Ugh, we'll just have to get it next time. <laughs> coach, you're going to have to go without coaches coaching. That's, a, that's an evergreen question because that, that won't go away, right? We can ask him the next yeah. time he's in studio. Here's my recommendation. High post. The best way to break down a zone during the ball, BYU intramurals. Get the ball, get someone line, and kick. <laughs> we discuss really important things on this show. That is probably not one of them. <laughs> More important than wearing a tie, man. Up next, Peyton Sorensen, BYU's Aquaman, joins us in Studio B. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. President Coach Steve Cleveland tells us that Nick Emery will play tonight, but would he start him against Santa Clara's leading scorer, Jared Brownridge? Emery held him to eight points in the first game. He's banged up now. 
Would the coach put Emery on Brownridge tonight? Download the podcast. Women's Hoops is in action tonight as well against Santa Clara. In the first meeting, Santa Clara won by one at the Levy Center. So BYU in a tie first place right now at 6-2. and two. Big game in the Marriott Center tonight. You can watch it, listen to it, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. And it starts a BYU radio basketball doubleheader tonight. 10-plus tonight for the ladies. Yeah. 10-plus for the ladies, yeah. Plus, Purcell's got the karma. We expect a triple double. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping expectations low like they always are at BYU. No one expects New Year's 6 or Sweet 16 or anything like that. Refreshing today's <laughs> BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball against the Broncos. 17-game win streak on the line. 11 Eastern on ESPNU. And as Jeremy mentioned, you can listen on BYU Radio. Last loss in 1972 to the wow. Broncos. It's the year of 72. Man. Yes. Yeah, a lot of 72. Right? Yes. Women's Hoops looks to avenge, as mentioned, one of its two conference losses tonight. The Cougars are in a tie first place. BYU's won 6 of 7. If you haven't watched... Cassie, don't call me Kathy Broadhead. She scored 20 in nine of the last 11. She's a baller. She stepped in right away and uh, replaced Lexi Rydell. She was the top five scorer in the NCAA. Broadhead making a case for uh, player of the end. Of the yeah, a lot of people so thought, oh, it's going to be Kalani Purcell. Right. She's, she's not a dynamic scorer in, in that she just wants to set up, rebound, pass. Like Purcell is a great overall player. Broadhead's the, the baller. The she's scorer. electric, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that combination is fantastic. And she happens to be from upstate New York, just uh, saying. Hey, hey, and she uh, helped at Jimmer's camps in Glens Falls, so how about that? <laughs> the San Diego Bowl Game Association announced 2016 as the final Poinsettia Bowl ever. This leaves BYU without a 2018 bowl tie-in now. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo released the following statement, quote, BYU has enjoyed a great relationship with the San Diego Bowl Game Association and appreciate the wonderful hospitality they've shown us for many years. Although we were sorry to learn the Poinsettia Bowl will no longer be played, we understand the decision and wish Mark Neville, Ted Tolner, and their bowl committee the very best. We are working with ESPN to secure bowl arrangements for 2017 and 2018 and have an agreement in place with the Hawaii Bowl for 2019. So to reiterate what we talked about at the top of the show... BYU will be in a bowl game because ESPN owns a bunch of bowl games and they have a contract that Tom Homo has set up that says if BYU is bowl eligible, you'll be in the postseason. Yeah, BYU is going to win six games. They'll be in a bowl. ESPN will hook them up. It's all good. Trust me, BYU has a friend who is uh, pretty powerful in the biz, so it's going to be okay. Uh, at least two teams are showing interest in BYU running back Jamal Williams at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. The Atlanta Falcons in the... The Bears. You can watch the Senior Bowl, by the way, Saturday, 2.30 Eastern on the NFL Network. Harvey Longy is there as well. Both are uh, playing well. Jamal Williams is making some serious waves at the Senior Bowl, which if you do that, that will help your draft, draft stock a lot. If, if Jamal Williams runs uh, a good 40 time, he's got a shot to be round three. This is the game, the all-star game of sorts, right? Is it bigger than the Poinsettia Bowl for his draft prospects? We should discuss that one. Ooh. Well, it's coming up Saturday. We have no time. Uh, probably <laughs> uh, no, is the answer. It, yeah, I because think, yes. it's, the scouts are all there, right? Yes. yes, clearly. Specifically to look at NFL draft potential. Yeah, and he's popping, right? He's popping, which is great. Jamal Williams is a big personality. He's a big-time player. It's time for me to pop back into a tie with Jerem here and are going for two picks. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right. 
Still trailing by two against Jerem Jordan in the overall going for two season. 26 and 32. Jerem is 28 and 30. Number one for me for BYU basketball tonight against Santa Clara. The Cougars will hold the Broncos to two players in double figures or less. Now they average three. Nate Cratch averages 9.8 points a game. So they almost average four guys scoring yeah, yeah. in double figures. Okay. Two. Two players or less in double figures tonight for BYU. Now, I got hosed last week because of Peyton Dastrup taking yeah, a... you're the first an, one to get hosed on An this unnecessary show. shot in the last 20 seconds. BYU was up 15. It's okay, Peyton. There's no unnecessary shots from Peyton. I Dastrup. said BYU would shoot 43% or better. Okay, They average 42.8% on the road. I think they will shoot better than 42.9%. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Not 43%, 42.9% or better for BYU tonight on the road when the average has been right there. Wow. I have a chance to get to 500 tonight for the first time this season. Or maybe a few games ago I had that opportunity. I haven't noticed until now. Okay, number one. BYU will out-rebound Santa Clara by 9-plus. The Cougars on the season average 6.7-plus. Santa Clara is uh, generally negative 3.7. So plus nine exceeds both those averages. Okay. Number two, BYU have fewer turnovers than Santa Clara. BYU has a negative turnover margin on the season. BYU is negative 1.4 versus the opponent in each game. Yeah, not great. Santa Clara's plus two. So I'm going, BYU is going to be uh, have fewer turnovers than Santa Clara tonight. Yeah, I like that one. That one's bold, as in not super bold, but that, that yeah. That, that, I like that. That's a hot take. Yeah, Super Bold will g- get you flashes in the pan like Brian Logan, bold predictions, yeah, can't end the kickoff. When it, he's one for 13. Was, was he really consistent? <laughs> no, but when he got one, it was crazy, right? 50 Toledo, plus against Toledo. Toledo. 50 plus, we're like, ah! <laughs> he got that one, and that's all you remember. I don't remember a single other bold prediction from Brian Logan all year. And that was coming off the game against UCLA when BYU scored 14 points? Basically seven, tacked on seven way late. <laughs> so that was crazy, right? Toledo's defense oh, stunk, Brian I guess. Logan. Really fun. Yeah. So we're just going bold. We're not going crazy. Like, oh. like we're pulling up to the Taco Bell drive-thru, and bold they're spice. like, what sauce do you want? Yeah, we're hot like, sauce. We're like, ah, eh, mild. Well. Medium. Well. I, we're not going super hot. No, right? we're not going crazy hot. Yeah. That's for sure. I, yeah, I want to win. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> Crazy hot comes with uh, baggage sometimes. These are you know things that we think will really happen, okay? We're trying, just trying to play to win the game, right? Yeah. Play to win the game. Those are our going for two picks. Watch tonight, BYU Santa Clara, 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain Time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Our Twitter question today, which non-Mika player will have the biggest impact tonight for BYU basketball? Let's get a few tweets in. At Still Team Riley, it's going to be Elijah Bryant. He's healthier and playing with the confidence of Elon Musk. What? He'll get 20 tonight. He's going to Mars? Now that is a bold take. SpaceX? What? Yeah, Elijah Bryant seems like a pretty easy one given the uh, fact that he can he he's healthy uh, now or healthier. He can... Uh, Hopefully have an impact. Elijah Bryant has been the same kind of player on the road, though. It would be nice if Elijah Bryant brought it to the Elon Mamba. Or EB3, as Nate Austin <laughs> tweeted this morning. Yeah. At DBYU Fan for Life. Start the game with energy. LJ Rose will distribute the ball on point to every player and infuse them with confidence. The only senior on the team. I can't get over that. There was one senior playing on the active roster because Why? Kyle Davis is done. Why before the season didn't we see this a little better? We go, hmm, Gonzaga. Experienced, talented. 
Lots of transfers. Okay, they're going to be good. St. Mary's, a bunch of seniors. Okay, BYU's going to finish in third. That's just how it's going to be. BYU's young. Let's not act like they're from Kentucky and Duke. They're really good. They're going to be good. They're going to be better later. Third place is fine. Hopefully you make the tourney. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar whip around. But first, we have BYU's Aquaman, swimming speedster Peyton Sorensen. This is BYU Sports Nation. This dude can fly in the pool, man. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. You know the drill. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern for those who can't catch it live. Hey, coming up Friday night, we've got a fantastic match. Uh, Men's volleyball third-ranked BYU hosts seventh-ranked UC Irvine. MPSF match, big time, 9 Eastern, Friday night, BYU TV and BYU Radio. Check it out. The two play Saturday, but that's not a conference match, by the way. It's, it's kind of weird this year. So Friday's the only one that counts for conference. So all in on Friday, and then, Saturday hey, whatever just happens mail on it Friday. in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, not, that's not in line with Sean Olmstead, right? Yeah, but win Friday, and you're in business. Some Twitter updates for you. First, this from at Logan 7 as we were talking about his hey, extra Brian. bold prediction. Miss you. BYU would score 50-plus against Toledo. He said, <clears throat> but were you not entertained? Absolutely, oh, we, we were, were entertained. entertained. Yeah, that's, that's one of Brian's main, uh, main characteristics. And also he said, hashtag my bold is bolder than your bold. True. Because it's called bold predictions, Brian. Ours is called going for two. It doesn't say bold predictions in the <laughs> name, man. Come on! All right, Twitter poll update. There are two out. What's the first Spencer one? get rid of his time at the end of the show? 56%. Keep the tie. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, then there is this <laughs> poll, Jerem. Which would you rather see by the end of the show? Mm, yeah. Spencer loses the tie or Jerem loses the top button? 81% say lose the top button, Jerem. Well, I'm glad to know the older demographic finally got on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's only the older people uh, that are like, lose the uh, top button. Coach Cleve is definitely voting for no top button, right? <laughs> Adam Mikulich of uh, Channel 2 in Salt Lake. He always comes up to me and he just messes with it. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, get your hands off me. <laughs> I love the power of it's social funny. media. Really fun. I also love that we have who we have dubbed BYU's Aquaman in Studio B with this. He's legit. Guy that can absolutely fly in the pool. Peyton Sorensen, BYU junior swimmer. Peyton, welcome back to Studio B. Thank you. Good to be back again. What is training like for you in the middle of the winter? The middle of the winter? Well, it's never fun to get in the pool because it's already cold outside and then coming into a cold pool, I feel like it's always, I don't know, it's, it's rough sometimes, <laughs> especially early morning. But you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Remind us of the uh, practice schedule because it feels like you guys go – in the morning and the afternoon or something? Yeah. So luckily we have Tuesday, Thursday mornings off. Monday, Wednesday, Friday we wake up and we go lift for about an hour and then we swim for an hour and then we have two-hour practice in the afternoon. Wow. How tired are you after lifting and then swimming for an hour? What's it's, that like? It's a struggle. I have 9 o'clock class now on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And yeah. How a little how, bit of a struggle. Are you awake, oh, awake in those classes? Wow. It's hard sometimes, but it's it's manageable, I guess. Depends on the class. What class is it? It's a geography class. Yeah, that'd be hard to stay awake. Yeah. Uh, Jerem <laughs> pointed out in our morning meeting that uh, you went to the mighty Mountain View High School in Mesa, Arizona. There have been some great athletes at BYU that have come from Mountain View High School. Max Hall, John Beck, Chelsea Goodman, Peyton Dastrup. But 
let's be honest. Who, who's the best Peyton from Mountain View High School on campus right now? I don't know. I don't think I want to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of those. Just leave that guy. Leave that up to you guys. Yeah, he he rode the boat, you know, and kind of got like a viral video on the sideline. I don't know if you saw that. Oh gosh. Offended no. <laughs> at the kind of pool reference. That's kind of your forte, right? Is he mocking me, or is that like a challenge? No, it was a challenge from Boney Fuller. I don't know if you've heard of Boney. Uh -uh. Yeah. Okay, we'll inform you during the break. Yeah. I can guarantee you this. Uh, You win in the haircut battle right now with with Peyton (laughs) Dastrup. With Peyton. (laughs) Peyton's is great. Hey, the side's grown out. It's looking better, right? George McFly. Yeah, exactly. He's George McFly of BYU basketball. Exactly. What what kind of of, uh, BYU heritage, whatever, is there at Mountain View? Because there's a lot of students from Mountain View. I feel like my whole high school tries to come here, honestly. I see people almost every day that went to my high school so that's fun really? is that fun to reconnect with those people it's, it's like, okay i've had enough of you i mean sometimes you see people and they're like oh, i don't really know you anymore or they they just pretend like they don't know me at all but <laughs> what? most of the time i'll just say like hi or something yeah. but yeah well they should act like they know you because you placed 13th in the semifinals of the 53 of the olympic trials you qualified for the olympic trials what was the best part about that experience for you Honestly, I was able to talk to some of the top dogs out there, and it was cool just to get their experience and their knowledge while I had the chance to. Um, got to speak to Michael Phelps for a couple minutes about like what goes through his head before he races and his kind of tactics and stuff. So that was cool. And then the, one of the top sprinters, Nathan Adrian, I got to talk to him a little bit, and that was cool. Oh, those are, those are the big-time guys. Uh, so that. Is that something you're hoping uh, in four years to try and go after again? I think I want to go for it again. I mean, I Michael Phelps swam in. He was warming up in the lane next to me, and he was practicing his underwaters, and I secretly raced him. I don't think he, he, I don't think he noticed me, but I was trying to race him when he was How'd you practicing do? those. I thought I kept up with him, so... That's but awesome. Maybe yeah. that was just in my head. I don't Not know. many people in the world can say they kept up with Michael Phelps at anything in a swimming pool. That is yeah. downright do, impressive. Do you think he was going 100%? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell myself that he yeah. was. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. You don't know. Let's right. leave it to the unknown. Yeah, that's, right? awesome. that's awesome. Peyton Sorens, an outstanding BYU swimmer with us in Studio B. Jerem referenced uh, the chlorine smell um, as <laughs> part of the Richards I, building. Yeah, the, the Richards building. It's just part of it. You walk through those halls, you smell the chlorine, right? Yeah. 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 Everywhere. So now the question is: Do you have a cologne that is stronger than chlorine? I like to think so. I have a couple different <laughs> different kinds that I try out, but most of the time. But if it's raining outside, I'm just done for. As soon as I get wet, <laughs> the chlorine smell just comes out. <laughs> Not then much you can do about that. You've had a fantastic regular season: uh, Grand Canyon, Utah, recently. Now, now the next thing's the MPSF Championships, and then the NCAA Championships. So. Uh, yeah, I guess you're the reigning 50 and 100 and a bunch of other uh, things champion. Uh, what what are your goals for the MPSF championships coming up in three weeks? Um, looking to hopefully set some new records for the conference and maybe some team records um, and hopefully get some relays to qualify for NCAAs as well. That'd be great. How aware are you? And, and I'm asking like in specifics of like the exact times you need to set records. Like how how often do those numbers flash in your head? <sighs> I don't know. Not very often. I try not to think about it too much because I notice when I think about it a lot, then I swim slower. Mm. I just try to focus on on racing, and that's when I tend to go my best times. So that kind of helps me more. I feel like I have a different twist on that than most people. Yeah. Do you know at the end of a race, you're like, oh, I'm probably in this range. 
of a time? Or do you get out and you're totally shocked at the time? Honestly, it depends how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling tight, I can swim fast. I'll be like, yeah, that was a good time. Then I'll be like half a second slower than what I wanted and be like, oh, okay. But <laughs> other times it feels like I'm not trying and I'll go really fast. And then you're like, so, wait, what did I do there? Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, what do you get more satisfaction out of, the individual races or the relays? The relays. I think it's cool to see the team get behind everyone, and it's fun to try to pump the guys guys up to swim before me to to get a lead or to catch other people. And I don't know, the energy is just electric. If you've ever come to watch them, they, they're fun. Oh, there there is definitely yeah. something about that team element during that race, right? It's just a yeah. new energy in the building, wherever you are. Can yeah. you hear in the water at all your teammates when you're making the flip turn? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Especially if the crowd is, is going crazy as well. You can definitely – it gives me more energy when I hear screaming and stuff. So we're calling you BYU's Aquaman. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it fits. Yeah, we, we'll make that official, especially if it's raining and water hits your skin and you smell and like you smell chlorine. smell like chlorine. Right? You're a chlorine man at that that's point. just playing into all of this. <laughs> uh, Jerem wants to shave his legs. Do you have a recommended method? I do. <laughs> I would, I don't know, I'd recommend buzzing it first, and then, <laughs> and then. it's well, not a good idea just to go for the razor right off the bat. I, for the record, I don't want to shave my legs, but if I'm going to. Don't do it if you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, the man. I got a couple scars from, oh, if you want to see them, yeah. Yeah. Hey, pain is beauty, right? Pain is gain. Pain, pain is gain for swimmers, and that means shaving it a, legs. It was a movie, too. Hey, Peyton, it's, uh, it's great to have you in studio. B. Congratulations on everything. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible what you do, your practice, and uh, having to maintain classes and everything. Really, it's, it's mind-blowing to us that you, uh, you maintain that schedule. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you're the top paint for Mountain View as of now. Dashup's got to get a few more buckets to <laughs> hang, right? He can row the, continue to row the boat. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, the approaching MPSF championships. Go chase those records and uh, come back and talk with us soon. Thank you. All right, Peyton Sorensen in Studio B, outstanding swimmer for BYU Swim and Dive, headed to the MPSF championships. We have a poll update for you. We'll give that to you after the break. Maybe the thing is, is are there consequences to this poll? No, there's Does this not. This actually happen? There's not. You break the tie rule. There's no consequence. <laughs> Just do it. Cougar Whip Around also up next. Stay with Chaos. Anarchy. What is this? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Paint soccer, no ties, man. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. People want the tie. basketball. You always at Santa Clara tonight, 11 Eastern time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. There's going to be a winner or loser. No ties there. Steve Cleveland told us Nick Emery will play, but most likely will not guard Jared Brownridge in his opinion. Women's basketball. The ladies looking to avenge one of two conference losses tonight against Santa Clara in Provo 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU currently in a tie for first place. Tie stinks. In conference, they've won six of seven. Football. San Diego Bowl Game Association announced 2016 was the final poinsettia Ever. This leaves BYU with the 2018 without a 2018 bowl now. But the good news is BYU's the reigning poinsettia bowl champ forever. At least two teams are showing interest in BYU running back Jamal Williams. I guarantee there are about 20 more at the Senior Bowl. Roughly the, 32. The Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears are the ones we know about. You can watch the Senior Bowl on Saturday, 2.30 Eastern on the NFL Network. 
Cougars in the association. Kyle Collinsworth had four points, nine boards, nine assists, and a loss last night for the Texas Legends. He was close to the triple-double. Just need to get more points. There. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is even par through four holes in the first round of the <laughs> We Are Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. Ah! Hockey! BYU Hockey hosts the Utah Collegiate Hockey Wasatch Cup tonight against Utah Valley at 9 Eastern. The hockey team looks to avenge men's basketball's loss to the Wolverines. Do it for Nicholas Emery! 16 three-pointers. They made 16 three-pointers against BYU. Are you suggesting that there will be 16 hat tricks tonight? No, I'm, I'm not suggesting that. I just oh, can't get over that'd be the a fact lot. that they made 16 three-pointers in one game. I'd mostly forgotten about it, so thank you for tearing up that scar tissue. Hey, you're welcome, right? I'm just here, I'm just here to cause you problems today. Whether well, you've done, a great, you've done a great job today. <laughs> <laughs> Fulfilling my duty in Studio B. Uh, there you go. Future guests include... The head volleyball coach of third-ranked BYU, Sean Olmstead, and Macy Jones of BYU Tennis. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. If you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it? It goes to the rule of law, which governs nations, kindreds, tongues, and people. You're unbelievable. You are unbelievable. Flat a nickel, man. The democracy has spoken on the Twitter machine, and they agree with my stance here to go with the tide to avoid the top button. You could have prepared better. <laughs> you just bring another shirt. I have shirts in a closet in our no, office. No, I, I, this, I thought about it. I'm like, I, if I wear that shirt, I'm going to have to wear a tie. You know what? So you're it's an gonna open be, rebellion. It's gonna be, yes, that's what I've been saying the whole time. It's going to be a thing on the show because of this. <laughs> our Twitter question today, which non-Mika player will have the biggest impact tonight for BYU basketball at BYU LASF Jazz with the elite tweet of the day? Peyton Gastrip. Have you seen that man do the worm? No, actually. I haven't either. Tonight's not tonight. Do it Saturday when yeah. Dave Rose goes for win 300. You, you can do the worm, Peyton, if BYU's up 20 with two minutes to play, okay? Can he? Not yeah. on the road. Uh, Got to be at home. All right. That's BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Take oh, care. <laughs>